0: Hello there. Welcome to the All Podcast, the podcast for ambitious women entrepreneurs who want to know how to become financially independent with a business of their own, or as I like to say, for women who are done babysitting life. My name is Gabi Rendon, and I'm your host. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Content with a Purpose, or on LinkedIn as Gabby Rendon. Today, we have a very special episode. We have three wonderful teams of young entrepreneurs who are absolutely out of this world. not only they are young, they are smart but they are very environmental uh, conscious. And without any more delay I want to introduce uh, three wonderful teams. One is the hive, the other one is coloring and the other one is create. From the uh, from the hive we have Chris Estrada. say hi.
1: Hello
0: there you are. There we have Colorie, Anthony Garza. Hello. Okay. And we have Create Creation, which is Alaya Carabas. Hello there. And as you can see, we have three wonderful team members also. Can you let us know who, your names and who, what in what team are you and what do you do in that team? Uh, we'll start with the one with Red, Andrea.
1: Um. Hello, my name is Andrea and I'm in Create.
0: Mm-hmm. And what do you do over there? Uh, I'm the head of supply. Head okay, of supply. Very good. Uh, let's talk about Eileen.
2: Hi, I'm Eileen and I
3: am with The Hive and I am the product manager.
0: Very good. And uh, hello, Giselle.
3: Hello, I'm Giselle. I'm from Calori and I am the chief of marketing.
0: Very good. Okay, the reason why I like to introduce a female is because my podcast is all about women entrepreneurs. But in this case, we have a wonderful team uh, from Junior Achievement Program, which is the largest organization in the country dedicated to give young people like yourself the knowledge and skills they need to own their own economic success, either by uh, financial literacy, entrepreneurship, or how to make smart decisions and economic choices. So this Junior Achievement Program is usually um, I was a mentor in another high school, which my team didn't win also. I'm very sad, but anyway. (laughs) But the learning is very impressive. So one is the first thing I want to uh, ask is, what was your key driving force to participate in the Junior Achievement Program? What was behind getting into this? Because it's not an easy task. It is very time consuming. You need to do a lot of research. You need to do a lot of fundraising and brainstorming. And on top of that, you still have to do homework right so it was not easy so let's start who wants to go first uh, i'll go first okay good anthony
4: okay yeah. so i my driving force to join the JA program was because i went to work in entrepreneurship whenever mm-hmm. i grow up so i'm looking for a job in business finance so JA was the perfect field for me I wanted to join it to get that necessary experience and workforce experience when leading a company that you need because that's what I want to do when I grow up.
0: Very nice. Who's next?
5: Uh, I'll go ahead and go next. Um I my driving force for joining J8 was actually not, I was just going to try it out essentially. I wanted something new to do after school because I was starting to get a little bored with just the regular ex- regular school days, and I thought junior achievement would be a fun thing to do, and I, now I realize, oh, my gosh, this is like, this is a, we get to start our own business. It's, it's a huge opportunity, and it's a huge learning experience, so I, that's why I've stayed.
0: Yeah, it, it was not boring at all, right?
5: It was not boring.
0: Very good. What about you, Chris?
6: My driving force to join the parts and participate in the J program was really from my love of um, entrepreneurship, ever since I was really uh, like in elementary and middle school I always had a, such an interest in entrepreneurship, or creating ideas, and really with the J program you're really allowed to um, start a company and then just watch it flourish.
0: Nice. What about you, any girls?
1: Um for me I started because uh at first it was my math teacher who was pushing me and then I joined and then it started getting really interesting and business is now like a really cool thing.
0: Your math teacher pushed you to it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very good. I love it. Girls. Uh Eileen Giselle.
2: Yeah, it was actually because me and Chris have been friends for a while, and Chris introduced me to join the team, and he was like, oh, Eileen, do you want to join our company? And I was like, okay. <laughs> <And
0: so that's, laughs> I was intrigued. So you literally recruited her. You went and hired somebody, so she, she is your first hire. Nice, nice, good. And you so
3: I joined Junior Achievement kind of similar to Elijah, because I wanted something to do in freshman year, and... uh as well my math teacher
0: pushed me to do JA. Well, I'm very happy that your math teacher pushed you towards it because as you could see, it not only has math, but it has a lot of other components that give you the skills to move forward. Not only if you want to keep doing entrepreneurship, but it also gives you skills uh, if you want to get hired in another job. Now you have fundraising and you have marketing, supply organizations, team leadership, team uh, team uh, management. This, this is very interesting. So I noticed something very much in common between the three of your plans. In, and, and I did say it. The three of your plans are, have, are very econ- uh, environmentally conscious, right? Either recycling, Either repurposing or either looking or taking care of the conservation of bees. so that really sparked my 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 a uh, uh, thought. Why the three of you in different school, well, no, two of the teams are not in in different school. However, the three of you are trying to solve a problem that is real from a very diverse, uh, different perspective. And you don't you didn't know each other before that, right? You just came with the idea and like whoa. Very nice. So how did that idea of uh, environmental consciousness of your business come about? What did that spark?
6: I can go first. Okay. Um, So that really started because, of course, a lot of businesses are here to create and sell products. But I think what really drove me was that I didn't want to create a business that really harmed the world in a sense. So I really wanted to start something that can also be impacting like a positive impact in my community. So that's mm-hmm. why I came up with the idea of beeswax Crayons. Um, so it's really just like having a safe alternative to regular crayons, which contain paraffin. Um, and if like you burn them, they kind of release paraffin into the air. So therefore really having that aspect of um, a positive, into the having a positive impact into the environment while not causing any harm to it. It's just a really nice thing to do. And it's like having fun with the business it's
0: just really great. Very nice. And what about now on the same crayons? Because those two ideas are very interesting. Uh, we have Olaya with the crayon creations. Chris is tackling the concept from a, an environmental and the big conservancy. Geo, hand, they are repurposing the crayons. Right. What gave you the idea for that?
5: Well, we kind of came up with the idea, all of our team members that were at a table when we first started the our actual JA program, we all sat at a table during lunch and were like, all right, what are we gonna make for a product? And we knew that we wanted to do something, not only to help with something in the world, whether it be environmental issues or educational values, which eventually that's what it led to. We also wanted it to be easy to manufacture for our first few years because we were broke when we started we had no money no funds we're all doing this out of pocket but we and like many up entrepreneurs
0: con- <laughs> like many yes. entrepreneurs
5: very broke me we were able to we were able to contrib- con- come up with the idea of repurposing crayons and at first we were first trying to do candles then we said wait a minute also we noticed crayons don't do much for education and i think it was andrea who sought that, got that idea. So we kind of shifted from making candles to making actual crayons, shaped crayons for educational uses.
0: Very good. And what about the the last part, the last theme, Um, the hide, no, coloring. What was your driving idea? Oh,
4: the way way that our product BioSketch so basically it's a eco-friendly sketchbook, right? Made mm-hmm. from handmade paper. So the way we came up with the idea is that me and our former mentor, the math teacher that Giselle mentioned earlier, <laughs> he, we, me and him were trying to find a issue because we felt like the issue we were tackling before wasn't very big and wasn't creating much of a change. And anyone can create a business, but to make a change in your community is a real big thing. So that's what's something we wanted to do. So we saw, we're in school every day. So we saw the textbooks and workbooks that are just being thrown away at the end of the year. And in the mid and after the first semester, because after the workbooks are filled out, they're just thrown away. So we decided that we would, this is a problem we could tackle because it's in the community and it's something that we experience ourselves. So we decided to take these workbooks and recycle them and reuse them and make our own paper and give like artists, scientists, and schools an eco friendly sketching.
0: you, You recycle all the paper. You do it by yourself. You do the the process or how does it work?
4: So our own, so our own team, like in, in our school, we have a place called the makerspace. It's a room. That's our operating space. So our manufacturing team, they will get the textbooks. They will shred the paper, like with the shredder, mix it with a blender and make the paper by hand. So everything that is done by our company is done by us. We don't outsource at all.
0: Yeah. good. Wow. And now... Uh, Andrea, how, did you know how did the did the team end up with that name? How did you the choose the name? How up, did you pick? Uh, the way we ch- ended up with our name is that we started
1: throwing out ideas about crayons and how we can put uh, the name crayons into our name and make mm-hmm. it fun. And after saying like a few ideas, create creations came to mind because
0: we make crayons with this crate and creations. Very good. Was it very tough to go with it, or it has like back and forth? Because I know that naming a business sometimes is just exhausting. You think you have the best name, and then you go out and people like, uh, I don't know what your name is about. I have no idea what it is about. So, was it too tough? Was it too hard?
1: Um, kind, uh, making up uh ideas for names is kind of difficult. It mm-hmm. takes like time and ideas. But after we got it, uh, we stayed with it.
0: Very good. And what about Aline? How did you come up with the hive?
2: So the hive, other than of course, us using beeswax in our product, is kind of, it's sort of like a metaphor. So for unity, so everyone in the hive and our company, we all come together, we work together as a team and that's similar to the actual beehive where the bees, they come together to make their wax and their honey. And so it kind of just made sense. (laughs)
0: So you integrate also a part of the collaborative aspect of how you do your team into your name. And who came up with the name? It was, it was mostly Chris, yeah, but we all, we all agreed with him. You all agree? Okay, nice. Now I'm going to change a little bit the, 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 the question right now, because in all this team working and all this um, uh, brainstorming, Surely, there were a lot of frustration, frustrating moments and challenges. Giselle, do you do you have some uh, any recollection of what was your most satisfying moment when you were participating?
3: Um, the most satisfying moment was whenever we finally came up with a good product that would sell out. Whenever we went to um, to booths and to markets and. It was just nice knowing that our product mattered to some people in
0: the world. Who is next? Who, what was your most satisfying moment in all this process? Because I don't want to... We all know about the frustration. Believe me, all entrepreneurs knows about the frustration, but what is a satisfying moment that says, okay, it's worth it?
5: I think one of our company's most satisfying moments were was our first ever competition that we go to because ja has competitions our first ever competition we actually made it into finals which is something that i thought i think none of us thought we were going to be able to do especially since it was our first one time pitching first time even making a company we ended up making it to finals and that showed us hey this could be promising this could be a promising thing
0: wow so first ever you went there and got the pitch, rolled together, went to the competition and went to the finals. Wow, it's impressive. What about the rest of you guys? Your most satisfying moment.
6: I think the most satisfying moment, I think a lot of, of course the awards and like the competitions are very fun, but I think the act that we're actually just really making the crayons by hand in our classroom, it's really fun and I think sometimes um, many companies put a lot of aspect on the awards right and like the recognition but I think it's really along the process of making it and I think just really bonding and forming friendships along the way either from either way you winning first or just making in the finals I'm sure that's fine but it's really the process of being having fun and just enjoying the process of, of entrepreneurship
0: very nice Anthony?
4: for me seeing the product like most satisfying moment was actually seeing the product being made and it being something that I'm passionate about because the product is something that I see around and me and my team, we've worked hours upon hours on this product, making it by hand. So actually seeing it in person and it's selling it to people, similar to what Giselle said, it really is, gives you a sense of accomplishment.
0: And you, are, wow. And Giselle, you, for your satisfying moment. Yeah,
2: similar to um what Anthony just mentioned that because just making this from scratch, it takes a while for you to like perfect the formula or perfect whatever you're doing so once we finally got the right moment, like the right formula it was very it was a very nice feeling and the, I think the first time we introduced it to our district and selling it to our district they were very happy and excited to partner with us and that was also a very satisfying moment because knowing that we were making we're actually making an impact with our products yeah
0: Wow that's impressive. One of the things that I know that, because we, we mentor that also to uh, uh, small businesses, not, not junior highs or high school, but real small business out there already established, and they come uh, to either SCORE or other uh, organizations for mentorship, they, uh, we always ask them, have you asked your clients? Have you tried to reach out to your potential customers if that's something that they need. Did you do that? Did you do some kind of survey? Did you did some kind of uh, interviews to see if your product was something that someone will buy? And if you did, what was the reaction? It was very tough from you to go out there knocking on doors and saying, hey, I have a great idea, would you buy from me? Or you didn't do that step?
2: Um, For our company, we really catered our products towards children. So mm-hmm. we contacted our district's superintendent Mm -hmm. and she was enthusiastic and very supportive for us and she even offered to help us with the process and so we partnered with our district we sold at different events and we are currently trying in the process of um, partnering with our elementary schools we're going to distribute the crowns to them and also in their counselors offices so it's very exciting and they're very supportive
0: So you actually went there with the big shots, the ones who make the decisions. You didn't go with the final customer. So that was very interesting. So you decided to go to the ones who make the decision and from there, you convince them and then they're going to put it down to the consumer, right? That's some sort of, okay, very good. What about you, um, Anthony and Alaya? How was your process on how to reach out to see if your product was something that is sellable?
4: All right, on this one. So we did something where we would go to the artists in our school because our school, we have a lot of creative people and very talented artists. So we went around and we gave them pieces of our paper to see if the paper was the quality for them. Mm-hmm. And so they found that they liked the grittiness texture of our paper and just the way it feels and the way it, it feels to write on. So hearing that feedback was good for us. So we know that our paper making process is correct. And then our school also has a lot of speakers come to speak to us, like business professionals, people who are experienced in the field, entrepreneurs. And so usually after every time they stop, there's a questionnaire and then you get to walk up to them. So what we usually do is we walk up to them, introduce ourselves in the company and try to develop connection with them, hopefully get some seed money because businesses need seed money in the beginning. So that's what we try to do with those talkers.
0: Okay. And Yulia, how was it?
5: Um, We actually didn't start. In fact, we didn't start doing that until I would say about mid-year this year. We figured out that people liked that people thought this was a cool idea from just asking businesses if they want to partner up and help donate their used crayons. We were calling restaurants, schools, and as I was calling them, they were, they continuously were like, oh wow, this is a really cool product. Uh, And some of them said, I think my child would like to, I think my child would like this. So definitely keep it up. And that's when I found out that, hey, people like this
0: idea. Wait, did you say that you actually called them? You didn't text them, you didn't send an email, you actually called them?
5: I called them, I called the local, uh, in fact, I think we've worked with Chili's in the past before, I called the local Chili's near my house, like, hey, if you want, we, I'm, I'm Elijah, this is what we're doing, and I explained to them what we were doing, and they were down to give crayons. Well, that's impressive that I think everybody... That
0: I know they either send a text, they DM somebody, or they send an email from LinkedIn, but they don't call. So that was very courageous from, from you and well done because it actually gets you somewhere. Doing things that are out of the ordinary usually gives great results. As I say, always go the extra mile because it's always empty there's no one there because nobody wants to go all the way there. So that's going to be one of my main advice uh, from you is if you can go the extra mile, always go the extra mile. It's always empty. So there's no competition. Ah, Anthony made made, a very interesting comment also about funds, money, fundraising. How did you fundraise? How did you make this a reality? I know donations. I know fundraising, but how did you come up, with a strong plan to support your startup? Chris.
6: Um, So it was really just, uh, Um, <laughs> I think it's, sorry. It was just like, we had like funds from our school. It's like, cause we're the part of the, also the future business leaders of America. So mm-hmm. we ran a school store and we kind of got funds from that. And then along those lines, we also, of course this year um, we had more we reached out to a lot of uh to our district and then we applied for a grant and we got a one thousand dollar grant so that really helped us along the way and of course really just when we go to competitions and then we sell out for farmers' markets we really take all that the funds we get from those and then we put it back into the company just so we can uh, buy more uh, materials to make our product
0: very good so you already have seed money you had seed money from your school. What about, I heard that you actually were to to the speakers to ask for seed money. How did that go, Anthony?
1: So
4: there's obviously some times where it doesn't work out. You get a business card and it, you don't really follow through or it doesn't work out, but it has worked out for us twice. So for right. one of them, Texas, Texas Business Hall of Famer, Gerald Smith, mm-hmm. we reached out to him last year when he came to speak at our school and he was very interested in the company and he actually gave us Five hundred dollars cash on the spot, and he was like, "I'm very invest, like I'm very proud of you being a teenager and starting your own business, was your freshman year, and so he was really proud of us. So he really helped us out in the beginning, and then at the beginning of this year, we talked to Jeff Barnett. He owns Pearland Coffee Roasters and a couple of other businesses, and he, we talked to him, we followed through, developed that connection, and he came to help us with our pitch for a competition that we had and he was really interested in our product so he placed an order for $2,500. So a pre-order. Wow. A so pre-order. we were able to yeah, we were able to use that money to actually develop the product and make it for him.
0: And do you know where they're selling your your sketchbooks?
4: So well, he will have once the product is fully once the order is fully fulfilled, he will have some of them in his store and he'll be handing them out to some of his clients that he works with.
0: Very nice. Very very nice. So we talked about uh, how do you come up with idea? How do your uh, team the product? And one of the things that I want to ask all of you because this is um, a women's entrepreneur uh, podcast: How do you see the participation of women in entrepreneurship on, on your own experience in your classes? Is many girls, many boys, or is even half and half? How is it?
5: I honestly think in our company, it's a, it's a, again, I can't like get an exact number because there's about 10 people in actually working, but I think it's around, it's around equal levels in our company.
0: And how does that interact? How do they do? How do you participate Andrea in, you know, the decisions or how, or do you have specific roles? or to have different teams i'm not trusting anybody the one i want to know is how much the women in high schoolers really want to go into entrepreneurship that is my main question
1: um for me i don't know that many people that want to be in entrepreneurship but a way to close that gap is introducing them slowly and uh bringing the idea to them and not forcefully you know Mm -hmm.
2: Um, So specifically for our school or club, we have, we actually have majority are women, which is something that's very good. And Mm -hmm. our, our school is a career academy, which is we focus on different pathways. And we specifically don't have an entrepreneurship pathway, but we do have a STEM pathway, which there's not a lot of women in it, which is kind of disappointing to hear, but it's we I do see an increase of amount of women in mm-hmm. our, in participating. So in our in our company, we have different people from different um pathways. Such as there's someone from the nursing pathway, or specifically I'm from the computer technology pathway. There's someone from oil and gas. So we're all coming together to be in this company. So I do think there is an increase of women joining entrepreneurship, which is very powerful to see.
0: Very good. To sell
3: in our company uh we have a lot of women actually there's uh there's different groups in our in our company there's like manufacturing design film and there's a lot of women in manufacturing so and there's some people in the film group too
0: yeah very good so I'm very happy. I'm very glad about it because what we uh, what I'm experiencing and what I'm looking at your companies is that young people like yourselves are really looking into integrate more about equality on your teams and on your on your companies, and that's very important for the rest of of our of your life also because you are very young. Um, now just to close out because it's half an hour almost, and I know you have to do homework um what advice can you give other high schoolers if they want to start a business
5: i i'll go ahead and start this uh i think one of the biggest advice i one of the biggest advice i can give is don't let fear hold you back fear is to have fear it's okay to have fear but don't let it control you don't let it hold you back i especially on my younger side I've let fear hold me back before and I felt like it's really held my potential and it held holds back everyone's potential so great a great amount when you don't when you don't let fear sometimes it's great to take risks starting a business is a little experiment not all businesses are going to be successful and that's totally fine don't let fear hold you back because fear is going to ultimately lead to lead to the downfall of whatever you're trying to do do you miss 100 per, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take so don't let fear hold you back be courageous go get out of your comfort zone a little that would be my biggest advice
0: who's next
1: Uh-oh. i'll who's go next
4: Oh, is that okay? okay? Yeah. Uh. So the biggest piece of advice that I would give is for students is to find something that they're passionate about. Because if you're not passionate about something, there's going to come to a point where you just don't feel the motivation to do it anymore. And then once you find something you're passionate about, connect it to a problem around you. Because there's always a way to connect it through innovation. And the world of business is just so vast that anyone can fit into it, no matter their background, no matter what they like to do. There's a place for everybody. So I think. No matter what your passion is or the problems you see around you, you can make a change in the business world and you just go for it and do something that you love.
0: Very nice. Grace.
6: So to other high school students, it's like if they want to start a business, I really think it's just the act of trying and really just going through the process of trial and error. Um, a lot of students can maybe feel a bit indecisive um, of what product they want to make or maybe they don't know what they, the next step is, right? It's really just the fact of like trying to reach out to everyone else and just knowing that there's someone else that has done this before you and maybe the first time not gonna work out and your first idea is rarely, rarely your best. So it's really just having the empathy for yourself to really just take some time and just really look at the product and what you can do and just not being afraid to ask for help and just keep um, doing something for your passion and just along the lines of who you want to be and what you want to do.
0: Andrea.
1: Um for me you should always have like an open mind uh if but like what also Anthony said you should be um you should put effort into it if you if you're not into it then you shouldn't because then you're not going to put effort into it, you know. Giselle. So, uh and some advice that I would give is
3: like is to network, because the more people you talk to the more people are going to know about you and your company, you should sell anything like sell your sell your company sell your products tell people about yourself and what you do and your network is your net worth as my as our school founder always says so just. uh Take take the risk and talk to everyone, you see, like Elijah just said, don't let fear hold you back.
0: Eileen.
2: Yeah, I've agreed with everyone and what they said, if you are passionate about something then, and you feel like you have a great idea, it's really, there's no harm in trying. And I've known, I actually know a lot of people that have started their own business and some have, some maybe have not been more successful than others, but they didn't stop trying. And then you can see the progress happening as you try more. So it's really just put yourself out there and don't, like what he said before, don't be
0: afraid. Very nice. Well, you have heard these wonderful young men and young ladies uh, tell us all about their experience as entrepreneurs from the high quality creations. Thank you so much for joining me today in the our podcast for the Ambitious Women Entrepreneur. And thank you, Tanya Daniels from the Junior Achievement Program who introduced you to me. And so you can be here at the podcast. I wish you the best and a lot of success. You already are on the right path. And I think that you're going to be very, very su- uh, successful entrepreneurs. And thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight or today for this special interview of these wonderful young entrepreneurs. My name is Gaby Rendon, and I'm your host. You can find me on any social media as Content with a Purpose or in LinkedIn as Gaby Rendon. And until next week, thank you and have a good night.